Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is illumination. The heights of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can build you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified, even as we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Philemon 1 verse 6. New Testament ministry of angels. Have you been learning something so far on this series? I think we've done four sessions already. So this is the fifth section. Okay. Let's see if we will have six sessions in this series. Let's see. Or maybe seven or maybe eight or maybe ten. Or maybe it's eternity. You know, there's never really an end to God's word. Um, we'll keep learning or we'll keep discovering more or we'll keep getting better. I, I honestly, in this series, I'm giving you one, if it is, if it is on a scale of 10, I'm giving you 0.5% in this series. All I've been saying and we still say in this series is 0.5% of what I know, what you can be in now. You know, like Jesus said, I have so many things you can be, I have so many things to say to you, but you cannot be in them now. So I'll give you 0.5% of what you can be in now. So as we keep studying God's word the more, will bear many things later. <laughs> Alright, Philemon 1 verse 6 says that the communication of our faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ. And like I said, you have to acknowledge the good things you have in Christ. So when you use that word in Christ there, that word in Christ is mean, it means in union with Christ. It means in union. That is what God has done in Christ. It's like an identification Familology, what God has done. So anything that comes to us in Christ. So anything. So so you must understand that when you see what is this uh, that the communication of the faith may become effectual by the occurring of every good thing which is in you in Christ. That word in Christ is like in a union. It's like saying you are somewhere. You are intertwined somewhere. So so and you must understand that whatever is in Christ is free. So now when I'm saying in Christ, now I mean in union with Christ, right? I mean your identification, right? So because we can say we are believers in Christ. We, that's our union. That is where we are. So the, the believer must not always see himself or herself. Uh, because we, we, you know, these days now we have to be saying all this self. Himself, herself, themselves, they self. You know, now, now in America now... <laughs> I identify as something. You have to identify. You just have an identity you have to claim. <laughs> now, now, on tags now, these days, they say, they'll put your name. Uh, <laughs> are you beautiful? <laughs> and then I'll put she or her. Who was that? <laughs> See, that devil is really working over time. <laughs> it was really working because I can't imagine five years ago or seven years ago we don't have I don't think we have those rubbish <laughs> but look at so now imagine what will happen in the next probably ten years maybe you have to put it on your head I'm actually a shoe <laughs> <laughs> just, just for re-identification pure woman maybe we have to be pure woman or filtered woman, or you know, people are crossing now. I once crossed, but now I'm back to my real self. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read something. So I think that was last year that in California that the 
the way uh, children, they are not patient again. I think from elementary schools, you just choose what you want to become, a man or a woman. So if you are a boy and you said you want to be identified as a gay, immediately they make you a gay. You don't even have time to think much. I'm like, how is the, and that's how the devil works, very impatient. So imagine as a child, you are still confused. How does a child want to know his real identity? I just give, I don't understand. So now, probably the next 10 years that the people will be wearing it on their tag, I actually cross, but I'm back to my real identity. So a name will now come in. We may, maybe they will give it another new name, crossed. Or, no, it's not You know, we used to say our mind food that when we were younger, like a, like a child's play. Like, you amaphrodite, are you an amaphrodite? Not knowing that now in this our world, they are real amaphrodites now. <laughs> you know, there was a day, I won't forget, when, that was, this, was, this was many years ago when I was in undergrad. Those three, I, I, and then I just recently came into the United States. So, there was this person in my class, we were taking a French class then, um, because my course revived that we take languages. Um, so, and now, so I... So I was talking, you know, just out of the sincerity of my heart, you know, <laughs> playing nothing. <laughs> I didn't. I was still very naive into the system. I mean, I watched it in movies, but then movies. When I first got to the United States, movies wasn't even no movies weren't showing it that prominent like now. Like now, even though even though the thing does not evolve in the movie, they will put a scene. I think, I think maybe I have to go and read Netflix recommendations. Tonight, I must go and look at it. I, I must go and do a research on Netflix tonight. Maybe it's part of like such that whatever you want to post on this Netflix has to have homosexuality. I, I don't understand. So, me, out of the naiveness of my heart, so I just saw this sister. We're supposed to be a sister. I mean, she looked like a sister. So, I was like... So, so we, we've already clicked, you know, we're already talking and we're already saying, okay, um, this is how we do our assignment, this this, because ah, me, I, I, I didn't know French much. The last time I knew French was elementary school. So I, I was like, so we would, you know, ah, so we're deep, we're deep. So I said, so, so I said, so this was where the trigger came. So I said, so I think I was talking to somebody and I said, so I was talking to her. That was where the problem came. So I think, you know what I So let's say you are sitting there in a classroom. This is it. So, so, and I'm not very loud. So I said, I was talking to her that we will do the assignment. So she will help me. Those terminologists <laughs> were what they call. So she just stopped me. Supposedly she was a she. So said, no. She said, I don't identify as a she, that I'm not a she. I said, ah. So, I, you know, it's now you just say, okay, bless you. <laughs> then, <laughs> I was still very, you know, you know, as a radical Christian, you know, I was still very real. <laughs> I said, I don't understand. I faced her like, I don't understand. What do you mean? You're a she. She said, she said, no, like, I'm no more a woman. I said, you are no more, like, did you die or did you come back? 
like I don't understand Nigeria. I'm, I'm this, I'm very serious. This was how I, I'm having, I'm actually having that memories as I'm talking to you. And that they almost caused problem when they almost called police on me. <laughs> so I said, I don't understand. He said, No, I'm. But thank God that this one that I made is not one of those people that have scores on their head. This one was actually calm. I said, No. I said, You look like a woman. She said, Yes, I do. He said, I'm working on removing all my features. I said, I don't understand. Removing which features? He said, don't you see? I said, I'm working on removing it. Ah. I said, so this was now. So when you are going to the restroom, where would you go? That was the first question I asked. He said, well, um, the school, we've already submitted some petitions to the school. The school is already working on getting us all gender restroom. Uh, so I don't think, wait, wait. If you are to go to the P now, where are you going? They said, well, some days I go to men, some days I go to women. <laughs> hey, my Lord, oh my God. And I came out, I started preaching. You know, different things were just running through my mind. I, I've watched it on movie, but I've not really had that encounter till that day. So that's why I knew that this devil was real. So the next day, I now noticed that the next class we had, the next week, she now dressed like a man, just so that I can really identify her. And I told her, I said, no matter how you dress, you are still a woman to me. You can never be a boy. She said, no, I'm a boy. Actually, me and I will be arguing in class. You're a woman. I'm a boy. You're a woman. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so we never can tell what will happen, but we trust God. That's why we keep praying. So maybe the next few years now. So that's why when we want to identify certain things that we we'll just say, I'm a believer in Christ. So even those people, both the she or the him or the whatever, like, even though they believe the gospel, there's no gender. Paul already told us there's no male and female. So <laughs> that's the only beauty we have in Christ. We are in Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Man. Now everybody's very tired. I, I, I noticed it when I was working with the government in Indiana. Of years ago, you have to have a tag on your desk. He or him. She or some. It was it was it became it became mandatory to have it so that when anybody is coming to your desk, they know how to come and they know what they are going to deal with. <laughs> Man. Believe what one sees. <laughs> it says that the communication of your faith will become effectual by you acknowledging every good thing in you in Christ. And I said that word in Christ, it means a union. And let me tell you, whatever, whatever is in Christ is free. Whatever is in Christ is free. Salvation is in Christ is free. Healing is in Christ is free. Um, redemption is in Christ, it is free. Justification is in Christ, it is free. Um, redemption, um, the blood is in Christ, it is free, you don't pay. I, I, I saw some churches one time, you know there's some churches somewhere, they, they will give you water inside the, inside the bottle and they'll tell you to pay for it. They say, this water is the blood of Jesus and it's the anointing water, they say, so you've got to pay for it. No, it's in Christ, it's free. You don't need any physical water or any physical bottle to, to as the blood of Jesus or anything, it's free. So whatever is in Christ is free because 
Christ has made it possible for us. Redemption, salvation, justification, uh, whatever you want to call it, is in Christ and it is free. Just that's why, that's why you, when you read in Colossians 1 verse 12, I think we started a meal, those of you on our mailing list, yeah, we, started, we started talking about something in our meals. I don't know if that has blessed you navigating changes. Uh, so we're, we're talking about the changes that a Christian has, the changes or cause in the life of the believer. And we're we are looking at it from the standpoint of where he is. You must first recognize that the first change that happened to him is that he has switched places. That is, now he's in Christ. He is no more in the world. He is now in Christ. So a believer's standpoint must be from seeing his in itself in a new location. And that new location is that he is now in the kingdom of light. Colossians 1 verse 12 to 13, he says he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So now we are in the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. We are in the kingdom of light. We are no more in the kingdom of darkness. Are you seeing that? We are now in the kingdom of light. So that means wherever we are, that is where the person is. The person Christ Jesus is. The kingdom is in a person. The kingdom is in a person. Just like it says in John 33, where it says, uh, Very, very say unto you, except ye be born again, you shall not see the kingdom. So that means when a man gets born again, he is in the kingdom. Are you seeing it? He is in the kingdom. So when you are born again, you are born again into a kingdom. It's like saying you are born again to riches. You are born again into wealth. You are born again into freedom. You are born again into justification. You are born again the chains broken. You are born again with, with no hold of the captivity of the devil upon your life. You are born again free. Because Now, this is how I tell people. If the reason you are born again you are still praying that um, you are delivered from, you are still praying prayers like, Lord, deliver me from this, the past from, the, from my enemy or the past from the villages that I came from or let's, let's bring it to the American terminology now, the past from the county I came from or the villages I came from, let's use the county I came from. Now. So you have delivered from the past of the county I came from or the past of the, uh, which other one? Uh, the streets, you know, there are principalities about the district of America. Don't stop, stop thinking that the roads are very tight, uh, <laughs> everything is just good, that there's no witchcraft. There's witchcraft too. People are, the enemies are, the enemies, so somebody, I watched one skit once, I saw they say, they are feeling cold. That's why, that's why they don't operate. Things of the spirit does not work with whether it's cold or hot now. <laughs> things of the spirit does not work. These things are spiritual things. They don't work with whether the weather is cold or hot. They are not physical things. Paul says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Principalities are power. You get what I'm saying. So, now, but does that mean that the believer, and I say it this way, if you are still praying, oh, oh Lord, deliver me from, deliver me from the enemy, the enemy, this enemy, deliver me, deliver then why did you get born again? Why did you? Why exactly did you get born again? Because you have been delivered. That's why you got born again. Deliverance, the, the real deliverance happened at salvation. You were delivered from the bondage of the devil. Look at what he says it in Hebrews 2. Go to Hebrews 2. Let me, look, let me show you that. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2 verse 14. 
Hebrews 2 verse 14, you really need to see. It says, for as much as the children were partakers of flesh and blood, he himself also took part of the same, that true death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Look at what the now says in verse 15. And that says, and delivered them, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So he has delivered us. Hallelujah. So we have been delivered from the fear of death, delivered from the bondage of the devil. So the devil has no hold over the believer. Hallelujah. The devil has no hold over the believer. The devil has no hold over your business. The devil has no hold over your family. The devil has no hold over your ministry. The devil has no hold over anything that belongs to you. Why? Because you have been bought with a price. You have been bought with the blood. You have been delivered 2,000 years ago. So, a lot of, a lot of demon-inspired prayers. Uh, so some, churches, some churches, the devils are very happy in those type of churches because they are not praying the right prayers. They just pray, Oh Lord, every power that is manifesting in my glory, what are you waiting for? Show yourself and disappear by thunder. Oh, thunder, 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 thunder. You know, the devil is just like, Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I'm not bothered about these people. <laughs> so the, the, the Christian has been delivered. Hallelujah. The Christian has been delivered because he is in the kingdom. Imagine you are in the kingdom. Just, so, just like the example we've been giving in this series of as touching the White House. Imagine you are in the White House or you live in the White House and just by living in the White House, you are still, you are still praying for light. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, you can, you, they can still be uninterrupted, they can, they can still take your life if you do not pay. Someone say, well, me, I have not paid my life for the past couple of months, they have not taken my own. <laughs> you know, but in the White House, it's not, they can't imagine it. They can't imagine the light being shut down. They can't pray that kind of prayer. Or you just imagine that the president is praying that, he, that he eats a food that Lord, please just give me this food. It's just at the snap of his finger. This is what I want. All these ones, you you still go to Texas Roadhouse, Longon Steakhouse, Old Chalai. You are still going to somewhere to you do live garden. They make it for him. Wait, this is what I want with the best kind of chef. You know they don't pray for those kind of things. Why? Because he's in the kingdom. He's in the place of position. That is how the believer is. You don't pray for who you have been delivered from. Bible made us to understand the devil is under our feet. So you don't stop. So your prayer can't be the enemies because you are above them. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are delivered from the bondage of the devil. So the devil. So why is it that the devil is still troubling your mind? Because you don't know. <laughs> because you don't know. Knowledge, ignorance is such a, is such a deluge. You, you just be so ignorant and you just be wondering, wow, ah, you know. Just imagine coming to America and you are a citizen and you didn't know that you had an entitlement to financial aid. They now told you when, you're in the, when you go to your master's that, you know, that all through your undergrad, you, you could have, you could have just applied for financial aid. Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying? That, that's basically what it is. 
So when you are born again, you are born again into a kingdom. Ephesians 2 verse 8, we are seated far above all principalities of power. We are seated within in heavenly places. So look at it. So look at look at look at that Ephesians 2. It says you are seated with him in heavenly places. That means you are seated. It is, it is by grace you are saved, not by works. In verse 6, it says, and he has raised us up and made us to sit together with him in heavenly places. So you are, that means you are seated in the authority. So you can't be seated in authority and still be acting like somebody who is seated in the lower places. <laughs> Since you are seated in the heavenly places. So we are in the kingdom now. Hallelujah. So when you see book 17 keys to the kingdom, that's false. 17 keys to attain the kingdom. What if I see books like that? I saw those things growing up. I don't know if this, those books still exist today. <laughs> but I'm sure they still do. 17 keys to the kingdom. Eight ways to assess the kingdom. Eight divine keys into the kingdom. Special keys to assess what is about to be in the kingdom. Magnifying the keys. Amplifying yourself in the kingdom. Looking at yourself and seeing it with the keys of the kingdom. Different books like that are kingdoms. <laughs> Saroka Islam, I'm sure she has probably read one of those books. <laughs> Keys to the kingdom. You know? <laughs> so the kingdom is now. We are in the kingdom now. Hallelujah. We are in the kingdom now. So we are in the kingdom now. So the believer is in the kingdom. Glory to God. So the believer is in the place of power. The believer is in the place of authority. That's why the Bible could confidently tell us. Jesus confidently tells us in Mark 16. He says you can cast out demons. He says you will lay hands on the sick. He says, and you shall eat deadly things, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Look at that. Why? Because he's in the kingdom. He can't say that to those who are not born again. <laughs> he says, you shall eat any deadly thing, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, the president is entitled to the best financial... Let's, let's bring it back to the White House. You know, we are switching and looking at the earthly world and the... And, and, and looking at it now, and we are seeing how much... Now, what I'm doing with you in this series is showing you how much better rights you have. Now, look at the president now. The president is entitled, free of charge. You know, you, you still have to pay health insurance, <laughs> and Medicaid, and Obamacare. You know, I think, that's, I, think I, don't, I don't know why Trump was against that thing. I don't know why Trump was against the Obama care team because it was through the Obama care me I had the health insurance. <laughs> but I don't know why the guy just tried to eradicate. Well, every, every, every president had their own policies. He just felt like the team was disturbing the whole of Americans and he focused on it to destroy it. <laughs> so if you have made the Obama care now before, they say, oh, there's something wrong with it somehow. <laughs> anyway, back to what I was saying. Just like the president, the president is not doing health insurance. Like you. Probably maybe after his four years, he can't. But the president is not doing Medicaid or Obamacare. He has full right and entitlement to his health. If he just mistakenly not wake up very well, maybe just, Mr. President, can we check you? This is <laughs> you know, I used to watch all these uh, White House movies a lot, so I didn't know what most of all these things that they are entitled to. Oh, Mr. President, can we check you? This is da 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 da. I just be like, uh, what was this? Just because I, I I woke I was supposed to wake up at 8:50. I did not wake up. I woke up at 8:55. What's what's Mr. President? Can we check you? How do we really check him? Like okay, what's going on? Check the air. That's why it seems like the presidents get fresher when they are elected. 
How many people have noticed? If they look rubbish before the election, once they're in that part, you don't see their face glow. Look up, just look up Joe Biden. He's going to give a speech today. You want to watch it when you get home. <laughs> you see that his face is glowing at 80 something. You'll be looking at people at 80 something in Walmart. Still using. <laughs> and you're wondering how old are you? Something you are like this. Because of the kind of health system they have. Why? They are in the kingdom. So imagine you, as a believer, born again. You have a better one. You have rights to healing. Glory to God. You have rights to divine health. You have rights to those. So even much better. Because God's kingdom is greater than the earthly kingdom. So even much better, we, are, we have it. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are in the kingdom of God. Can God force it? No. Can Jesus force it? No. Internal health. So that shows that as soon as your body is feeling feverish, you feed on the world, you have rights to healing, right? Yeah, you receive the healing. That's it. Why? You are in the kingdom now. So you don't have, we, so, 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 there is something that makes me come to you. No, you are in the presence now. There is nothing that is making you come to the presence. The only thing that made you come to the presence is because you were born again. It says, that, it, says, it says we have boldness into the kingdom. We have boldness. So that means a believer must sit on a standpoint that this is what I have. This is who I am in Christ. This is my thought. See, the very minute you don't understand it, you'll be cheated. Just imagine the president of the America. You know, before the president of the America assumes office, he has things they are going to work him through. His entitlement. The, he has a whole lot of things they are going to work with us. See, this is what, these are your benefits. These are things that you can do, and these are things you cannot do. Are you seeing it? So, those things, so a believer must learn again. This is who I am. Because you have switched positions. You are no more in the kingdom of darkness. You are no more like where you are where you, before you got born again. You are now in a new location. Just like if you came, just like some of you, or some of you were not born in the United States of America, you had to come to America, and you had to start again. You had to look at, ah, life is different here. Okay, how do I go there? And a lot of people will say, America is full of informations. That means you have to know. It's the same thing with the Christian life. You ought to know. So a believer who is not feeding on the right knowledge is cheating himself. Or who is not where, or who is not in the church where the word is properly thought, is cheating himself. Because he will keep living in that ignorance. He will keep living like somebody who is not born again. That's why you see some people going to churches praying, Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, you know, every destiny hunters. Ah, what's that? Destiny, you, you destiny killer. Trying to, there's nothing, you, your destiny is secured in Christ. There is nothing that can touch your destiny. Because the only destiny you have as born again is in Christ. See, you destiny killers. What are you waiting for? There is nothing they could be waiting for. <laughs> you destiny killers. What are you waiting for? Lose me now and let me go. You are not chained. You are not in chains. It's the unbeliever that is in chains. That's why I don't... I, 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 I prefer to sing this song in the crusade ground when I'm preaching to unbelievers. There is power to break every chain. The believer does not have chains. The believer does not have a chain. He said, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. To break. There's no chain. You are not in chains. 
Supernatural conversations member is not a child. I don't know what that thought is. <laughs> but me, I know. <laughs> They're not in chains. We, we never see, except we are in a crusade grant. Let's say we, we go on mission trip. Ah, that's our number one song. Chains has to break in this place. <laughs> because people have to be saved. Are you getting what I say? Let's say we we'll go on missions. We will start doing that. We we'll go on missions and say, Oh, brethren, this and that. Eh, there is power. Eh, there are chains that have to be broken. But we come on a Sunday service, believers gathering. No. Let's like a Bible seminar like this. Only Christians come for Bible seminar. <laughs> there is power to break every chain. The Christian does not have a chain. He says he has, look at that Hebrews 2 again. He says we have been delivered from the bondage of the devil. Look at it. He says in verse 15, and delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. He delivered us from it. Glory to God. So there is no believer with a chain. You are not under any chain of sickness. You are not under any chain of sin. You are not under any chain. That's why in Romans 8 verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. So if you want to be in condemnation because of whatever you have done in your past, in the Bible, Jesus says, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, to those who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. There is no condemnation for you. So you are not in chains. You are free in Christ. Hallelujah. That's why I like that song. I'm free indeed in Christ. I'm free. That's the uh, no chains are holding me. That's what the believers should say. It's who I something like that. I don't I forgot to say. I'm free indeed in Christ. I'm free. No chains are holding me. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know the word. Why that is dun 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 dun. So that's the believer. Hallelujah. So, we no chains. Just imagine, the president of the White House is still looking like, he's still acting like he's just a regular normal citizen. He wants to come out of his house and go out and he wants to take a jog. He can't, he can't take a jog alone. It's not possible. Let's say, just say, I just, I just feel like catching in my fresh air, fresh breath, and I just want to move around outside the White House. He can't do it alone. Before he goes out, there would have been snipers looking around everywhere. Whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever wants to go wrong. SSS, one will even be in the car. There will be cars driving him on the, on the fact that he's just trying to jog. You don't understand? You don't understand? Just, I remember the time when, you know, we, we really could see that during Obama's tenure. Obama was that person who, who was quite... Who made us understand the White House very well? So, you know, Obama used to come out of the White House. He would go to, we go and eat the donuts in the street. Go and do so. If you see the kind of SSS that follow him, Secret Service, even he's just trekking on his own. No, the cars are already there. They are just moving slow motion with him. Moving. <laughs> so if he had, I remember we went to a restaurant in maybe China or something. He went somewhere and. The, maybe one of these Chinatown in DC there. It will, in fact, they, they pre, that today now, the restaurant is very expensive. They say, this is where Obama sat down. So if you want to sit down here and eat, <laughs> it is extra money. <laughs> these guys are very terrible. So I remember when they got there, they had to look, look at something. You know. Then Biden was his vice. They almost collected, the SSS and everything almost collected the food from him to check it. He now said, he now told them, don't worry. 
I'm sure they must have been hungry. Hey, <laughs> hey, president. I saw it. They almost collected it like, ah, <laughs> please let us check this thing. Away. It, it was the one that told them, don't worry, don't worry. So imagine, now, but now when he can do anything, even despite he's still a past president, there's a kind of SSS and FBI that are assigned to him. He can't just do anything he wants. In fact, he, he had to say it in the time, he said, this whole security thing, sometimes it irritates me. <laughs> he says, you want to do something. I remember when Michelle too went to, I think it was, you know, Target or something, during a, during a tenor, and the whole of, the, they had to close down Target. Like, you cannot shop that period. Only her. She, she was not begging them. Can other people shop? They say it's not possible. When the president... So it's like, first lady is in town. Everybody, you can come out, come out, come out. Come out. Lady is in town. Is it? So you have to finish, round up your shopping for the first lady to enter. <laughs> you know, that is authority. So I say, ah, now imagine the believer in Christ. No, you cannot go to Osho Wamato. <laughs> Don't imagine it. They will boot you out. <laughs> Don't think you do Oh, the believer is Christ is coming. Believer is Christ is coming. Move out. <laughs> move out, move out, move out. The believer has come now. <laughs> stop, stop. There's, there's one to take in the microphone. Copy, copy, copy. No, there's nothing like that too. <laughs> Your own is supernatural and eternal reality. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so, hey, before you go to Walmart today, I say, you know, this is sales day, or maybe like Black Friday, November time, you say, copy, 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 believer in Christ is coming, believer in Christ is coming, can you show? <laughs> no, there's nothing like that for you. The only thing that is like that for you is, you keep voting, <laughs> and you keep being a believer in Christ. Hallelujah. But I'm just saying, I'm just giving you that kind of authority. So imagine a man on this same head having that kind of authority. Such that if he's going to any country, all the beasts, the beast cars, all the Moko they are waiting there. They will ship everything to the country. So you wonder, ah, why? So they, so it's, it, before the president leaves the country to another country, no matter the country, it costs them thousands of dollars. Why? Ah, I'm talking of the president of the United States. I don't know where the president is. <laughs> because they have, they have a lot of logistics to do. I remember when just Kamala Harris went to Ghana recently. Even they had to search the Ghana, the Ghana uh, airport authority. I mean FBI, SSS. They search. <laughs> you know that. It's, I, I didn't like it. Because I felt like at least they should have trusted the authorities properly. I, I didn't like it, but you can't blame them. Ah, the, pres the vice president. I think it was this year or last year that she went to Ghana. And in the airport, before she came down, they searched all the airport officials. They used Ghana. What's going on with you? Everybody. That, look, just by, imagine the president enter. Vice president too. Look at the kind of authority they had. Now, so, and the believer in Christ will not be saying he's still having demons. Or oh, one destiny killer. One destiny hunter. It's a shame. It's a shame on us as a Christian. It means we don't understand. And you know the devil? The devil is just happy that, ah, at least these people don't even understand what that is. What's going on with them? 
So that's why it seems like their problems never end in those places. You pray that your enemies will die tomorrow. You pray that your enemies will die to next tomorrow. You pray to death, they will not tell you. Oh, thunder of Elijah, what are you doing? Earthquake my enemy now. You know, earthquake them, earthquake them, earthquake them. What's that? And that thing has started entering the American churches. Such that even them too, I say, you powers. What, what is exactly the power? <laughs> you powers. And that's like, in this same America, they told us to bring broom and belt that we should come and be flogging our enemy. So I was telling to another pastor one day, and the pastor said, maybe because you put noise to sweep your church. So that's why the pastor just used ways to punish you. <laughs> they told us to breathe. We said, we have some enemies to beat today. Brethren, come with your belt, koboko, everything. Ah, that's how everybody. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Everybody was flogging the floor. And I said, now sweep your enemies, sweep them, pack them now, I got to throw them in the trash. So everybody was like, yeah, this is my own enemy, this is my own enemy, everybody was fighting each other. This is my own enemy. I'm, I, I was there, it's not as if they told me the story. <laughs> people, people flogged the enemy, so don't let that look bad. People was part of people flogging enemy that day. <laughs> this, is your, this is my enemy, this is my enemy. And they cleaned, everybody was sweeping the church and going to dispose enemy. What was that? A man who is born again. Can you imagine the president of the United States sweeping the White House? No, just imagine it. He wakes up as a king. That is why they, they want to die in power. <laughs> you know, that the ATS is not enough. There is no president, except Nancy Mandela, that I don't contest again. That I don't know, I've not done much research. But... They will always recontest. How do you expect to taste power for that long and expect to go back as a normal human being? <laughs> you don't understand. You have to go again. It's just like the Clinton family. Those people are greedy somehow. The husband was president for eight years. The wife was secretary of state. They were just they just lived their life around. She now wanted to contest again. Ah uh ah. -uh. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the husband will now come and be um, the gentleman. Ah, ah, after, <laughs> after eight years of presidency, your wife was secretary of state for Obama. You know what I'm She was vice president. She was wife, first lady for eight years. Under Obama regime, secretary of state. Then she now decided to want to come and contest again. So she will not be the president now. The husband too will not be white. In the same white house they left. Just <laughs> how many years ago? Ah, uh -uh. uh, some of you blame, you say it's only Africa that they, that they recycle power. Oh, I looked at the United States power towards very well. They recycled, all of them are recycled. Look at our president. Is it the only person that shocked the American system is Trump. <laughs> He's the only one. He, that's why they could not have a line come back. He's the one that shocked a businessman. All of his sudden, he just became a president. He's the only one in the history. Obama was a senator. He's the only one, almost in the history of the United States, who shocked the American system. Like, ah, a businessman, no political. He, yes, he had political affiliations and all of those things, but he was that business.
Every politician always has political affiliation, which is normal. So look at the thing. That's why he still want to go back. I thought he said he, 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 he's, he's enough. He's, he, he's okay with what he has. Why are you still contest? Why are you going around and doing campaign? He's still going around doing campaign and say, make America great again. <laughs> no, you should, you should make America great again because the economy was better in his time anyway. But today is not politics now. Today is Ministry of Angels. 17 keys to the kingdom is not, <laughs> it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not, so people say, give me keys, keys to attain the kingdom. Uh-uh. It says, whosoever is born again shall see the kingdom. So we are in the kingdom. In the kingdom, there is salvation, there is freedom, there is deliverance, there is redemption. You are above the enemy in the kingdom. So you don't pray stupid prayers like, oh Lord, Power, shh, oh Lord, wash me clean with your blood. What kind of prayer is that? You have been washed clean with your blood. Some people are praying for mercy. He says that we may obtain mercy in the church. We have obtained it. A believer in Christ. So, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Give me your mercy. Let me receive your mercy. Pray for his mercy, brethren. Pray. And they will be praying. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Ah. What was that? Some people don't understand where they are. And that thing is a big problem. Identity, the believer must understand where he is. So having on that, see, because, do you know why I'm taking my time to explain this? Because if you don't understand where you are, you won't understand the ministry of angels properly. You must understand the standpoint of where you are. You must understand the standpoint of how things are being done. That you have that kind of authority. And let me tell you, the kind of authority that the believer has, God has given it. You know, I told you something. Some of you that have been in church, I said, we really have to, uh, there's, some, there's a teaching I'm really working on. I want to teach on man again. It seems like man is yet to discover who really he is. So that the scripture made us to understand in Matthew, Genesis 1, if we have dominion, it will subdue, it will multiply, it will replenish the earth. Man is yet to understand the fullness. Such that God called, told that and said, whatever he will name things is what it will be. So, and you know, till today, man is still naming things. So, we need to understand the place of authority that the man... Now, I'm not saying just a normal man. No. Look, if, in fact, if you look at what... Look at the entitlement that a normal man has on this earth. We're talking about the president and all of those things. Now, imagine the believer in Christ. How much greater spiritual realities he has is in a place of power. He's seated on high. Hallelujah. The man who is born again is seated far on high. So that's why in Hebrews 11 verse 22 that we've been looking at, Hebrews 11 verse 22, he says that, Hebrews 12, not Hebrews 11 verse 22, sorry. Hebrews 12 verse 22, he says, but you have come to Mount Zion. And I've explained Mount Zion to us, right? You have come to Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, innumerable covering of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which was written in heaven, and to the God of God, and to the God, and to the God, the judge of all, and the spirit of the just men made perfect. He says, we have come to Mount Zion. Hallelujah. 
So our relationship with angels is based on authority. Our relationship with angels is based on authority, not on friendships. <laughs> your relationship with angels is not based on friendship. It's not based on affection. It's not based on your emotions. It's based on your authority in Christ. The relationship of the President of the United States with the SSS is not based on friendships. It's based on strictly authority. They are, they are working for him. Are you, are, you, are you seeing what I'm saying? They are working for all of them. You see, you see them white suited, uh, bl black and white suited. Some of them with black glasses. They just be looking straight. And if they looking straight, they are hearing copy, copy inside their ears. What is speaking? Copy, copy. Are you the, and they're, they're just active. Authority. So imagine, so you as a believer, your relationship with angels is not based on friendship, affection. Mm. Say, I just like the angel. No. <laughs> I, I'm just, you're not very sentimental. Say, mm, this, angel is, this angel is so good. Oh, wow. No. That is not it, too. Your relationship with them is based on authority. It's based on authority. So, you, so now that we're in Zion, you must understand where you are not. Look at verse 18. Let's see where you are not. He said, you are not coming to the mount that shall be touched and born with fire, nor into a blackness and temp darkness and tempest. And the sound of trumpet and the voice of word, where they, had, where they have entreated to the world, which should be spoken to them. For they could not endure the commandment, if so be the beast touched the mountain and should be stoned or thrust through the dirt. And so terrible was the sight of Moses, and he exceedingly feared and quaked. So we've not come to a fearful place. A lot of believers have this scary approach towards God. He, God is, God is him, God is Ujigi, God is something, God is ah, God is they, they, they've given him even names he doesn't bear. A lot of people are in the name of praising God in local dialects. Say, you want to praise God in all the languages of the world? They've given him a name he doesn't bear. They just call me, call me, patalize one scripture. I just say, this is his name. So we have not come to a fearful place. We have not come to the believer's relationship with God is not based on fear. We, there's godly fear and there's fearful fear. <laughs> Permit my language. There's godly fear and there's fearful fear. Some people are just so scared. Hey, do they're walking on eggshells. Like, I don't want to offend God. I just don't want to, you know, I just, you know, God, hey, look, it's God you're talking to like that. Ha! So, so, so before they say any statement, God forgive me, God forgive me. They'll use the, in the name of Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost sign. I don't know how who made it. They'll touch their head, they touch their chest. Before they say anything, hey, hey. So everybody is so scared. And that's how a lot of Christians are. They are so fearful about their Christian faith. So the scriptures here is making us to understand we have not come to a place of fear. Look at Hebrews 4 verse 16. Hebrews 4 verse 16. Hebrews 4 verse 16. It says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may what? Obtain mercy and find grace 
to help in time of need. He said, let us therefore come boldly. So the believer can come bold. The new covenant is not a covenant of fear. Jesus did not die for us so that we can be scared of him. That is exactly why he came as a man. Men touched God. Men slept with God. Men saw God snore. Men woke God up. I thought he's a God that never sleeps or slumber. Peter woke God up. Master, care not that we perish. They woke God. So you see that he's not scary. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that we serve is not scary. He's not, so people had interactions with God. People enjoyed God's presence. In fact, in fact, the, Jesus mingled with sinners. God interacted with sinners in the scriptures. So he wasn't a scary being. The new covenant is not a covenant of fear. So because sometimes we think that God wants us to fear him. Sometimes we think that God just wants us to fear him and all of those things. The fear, the fear he was talking about in scripture was refined. Those, and, and let me tell you something about the fear, about the fearful. The fearful people. Fearful, the fearfulness in scripture refers to those who live in sin. It is actually those who live in sin that are actually scared of God. Because fearfulness is a sin. Revelation 21 verse 7. Let's go there. Revelation 21 verse 7. Fearfulness is a sin. <clears throat> Look at the Revelation 21 verse 7. I'll start from verse 7. It says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful, look at what it says. It says, but the fearful, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, warmongers, sorcerers, idolaters, all layers shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire. The fearful people. Because the mother of fear is sin consciousness. Not knowing your identity. Not knowing what God has done. The mother of fear is sin consciousness. So, righteousness releases you from fear. Understanding the fact that you are righteous releases you, releases you from fear. Seeing the fact that this is what Christ has done for me. So, imagine now. Look at, let's, let's, let's take it back to our, our, our normal example. Imagine the President of the United States scared. Scared that something will go wrong in the United States, in, in the White House. Just imagine you walking about in the White House and just saying, hmm, something will go wrong. There are 24 hours, people standing on top of the White House looking at what is not lost. Looking for what is not lost. <laughs> and it's not just that place. In several portals around. All a, around the premises of the world, people are there guarding it. Just looking for, nobody is trying to attack, but people are just there. Just in case. <laughs> so he can't be scared. So now imagine the believer in Christ who, who has been worse free, who is righteous, now still being scared, still being fearful. Still being, you know, still being, you know, still look at look at those things, still being fear, scared. So he says, so righteousness releases you from fear. When you are born again, when you are righteous, you are free from fear. Godly fear is not timidity. Godly fear is that let me tell you what godly fear means. Godly fear is that God will not hurt me nor harm me. 
That's what godly fear means. It means he will not hurt me nor harm me. A worshipful fear is because of who you are. When you say, I just fear the name of the Lord, I just, I just fear, it means that God will not harm you. That should be at your, at your beck and call that God will not harm me. He's not going to do evil to me. God is not, that's why he says in the scripture, he says, he says which of your father will, will ask for, for fish and he will give him serpent. That's the God we serve. Look, if you look at it in the scriptures, the story of the adulterous woman, he says, neither do I condemn you. And those people, it's just like even the story of the alabaster, but the, the, the woman came to rub all the ointment on the feet of Jesus. Even the disciples were wondering, what is this? This is, da, 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 da. This is God. People, were, people had access to him. They were not scared. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, a lot of people, just, in, in, in 2 Timothy, he made us to understand, he has not given us the spirit again to fear. It is of, of love, of power, and of sound mind. So any prophecy that has fear in it, any prophecy inspired by fear, that you hear the prophecy or utterance, they'll give you say, Shuvra, do so, do so. I see and I see death. And you are scared. It's not does he have God in it? It's the devil. Any prophecy that you listen to or any preacher that you listen to that their message incites fear in your heart can't be the Spirit of God. It can never be. Our message is of love, of power, and of a sound mind. See, he has not given us the Spirit again to fear. See, he has not... Look at it. Let's go there. Let's look at it carefully. I don't want to misquote that text. Go to 2 Timothy. Of 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of sound mind. He has not given us the spirit of fear. So any, any preaching, prophecy, conversation that incites fear into the heart of the believer is not the spirit of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not the spirit of God. A believer must understand. Just imagine they are threatening the president of the United States. Let's, let's bring it home now. Imagine they are threatening the president of the United States. Barack Obama killed Osama Biladi. He didn't kill him with his hands. He sent people. They told him, told him, told the guy. And they, and they said, President, sir, can we launch now? He said, yes. He He's the one that will give the call. I remember that day, President Obama just came and said, Good evening, Americans. I'm here to give you a good news. Yeah, that's how he started the, the, the news that day. I'm here to give you a good news that the person who has terrorized our country for long, we've been able to kill him. And there was joy all over the country. <laughs> you can't be scared as a Look at, you are heavily guarded. Heavily surrounded. Before they catch you, they will have gone through a lot. Imagine the believer in Christ. Now, let's bring it to a Christian. Imagine the believer. You are now scared of your father? No. 
You must, that's why you need to see God as your father. He says, the spirit in our heart, Christ Abba Father. First John 4.18. Look at another one. First John 4.18. First John 4.18. First John 4.18. He says, there is no fear in love. Hallelujah. And who is love? God is love. He says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love, what? Casted out fear. Because fear has torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Look at 1 John 1, 5. He says, this is the message we have heard from him. And we declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So that means our faith is dependent on his love. There is no darkness at all. No iota of darkness at all. That's why many a times we associate evil to God doing it. God can never be behind evil. He says he is the father of light, James 1. In him there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He says in him there is no darkness at all. He made a clear description in the scripture. He says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So when you see destruction, when you see killings in the scripture, it can never be of God. He says, but I have come. That you may have light and have it abundantly. Life and have it more, life it abundantly. So you just got to study the scriptures well. Because God is not behind the killings and the evils in scripture. God does not do evil. So what happens with all of those things? We've got to study it. We've got to look at it. Maybe not in this series, but we've got to look at it. Is, I, I, I did a teaching, you can listen to it, the character of God. He is not behind evil. He is not behind darkness. He says, in him there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He says, he is light, and in him there is no darkness. Darkness is death. Darkness is evil. Darkness is killings. Darkness is destruction. He says, the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the work of the devil. So when you are approaching your father, you must approach your father with, his, with the fact that you know him. Okay, look at it. In Luke 9, they told him, can't you call down fire like Elijah did? He said, no. He said, know ye not what manner of spirit ye are of? And he rebuked them. Rebuked them in that word was synonymous to casting out devils. It was like he was charging them strongly. Don't do that again. They said, call down fire like the way Elijah called it. And he said, no. The son of man has not come to destroy lives, but have come to save lives. So God does not do evil. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that we serve does not do evil. So all those, kill my enemies. Oh Lord, kill my father. Kill, kill. He is not do, he's the devil that is answering those prayers. I remember I was in one church one time. Somebody came to share testimony. I said, brethren, last week we were praying that uh, the, the enemies from our father's house will be destroyed. Praise the Lord, my mother-in-law is finally dead. God didn't do that. I'm not joking. I mean, I was there when the woman gave testimony. God did not do it. <laughs> and people were saying, praise the Lord. Everybody was happy. Evil people. <laughs> That's no love. That, no love. You couldn't even have pitied the innocent mother-in-law and wish for her salvation. The next thing you are wishing for is death. That shows you you are not born again. Because a born-again man will have love. 
it will seek that this person is saved. It won't be seeking death. And a lot of people celebrate death. A lot of people say, hey, ah, he's dead, thank God. <laughs> hey, what's that? That can be inspired by God. That can be. So he said, kill the enemy. Don't you want to catch you just at least? And they kill the enemy. They have somebody in their mind, though. That's something I've discovered. When they say kill an enemy, just know 90% of that prayer, they have one person in their mind. So once the person just falls sick, like they say, my prayer is answered. <laughs> I remember one person. <laughs> I remember one story I heard. The husband just suddenly woke up from his dream one day and he saw that his wife, he saw in his dream that the wife was turning to snake. And I said, so the wife is behind the problems he had. Now look at it too. So he now woke up and started praying that every enemy in his house will die. <laughs> you know that, sir? Every enemy in his house will die. So they now came for counseling and the person now said, the brother said, it's a lie. This cannot be an enemy. You have a woman outside you want to. <laughs> you have a woman outside in your mind that you want to go back to. You are not, you are not praying this prayer sincerely. You are praying this prayer because <laughs> there's a woman you want to. <laughs> you really want to go for. So a lot of people are like that. Hallelujah. A lot of people are like that. So God doesn't do evil, neither does he send his angels to do evil. Because some, some people too have associated evil too with angels. God does not do evil, neither does he send angels to do evil. So, God, so when you see evil happening, God is not behind them. Neither is the angels behind evil. And we are going to look at, maybe in our next session, we're going to clarify certain things. So we must see the ministry of angels or the angels of Jesus as a positive ministry. Hallelujah. So angels are not after you doing, trying to kill you. <laughs> or say, I want to send my angel on Nigeria to go and kill somebody. See, angels on assignment. Now, kill him. He's been troubling me too much. You're now using the SSS principle. <laughs> I say, Obama sent the SSS to, or the, the army to go and destroy those. He said, okay, me too. I can send my own ministry of angels to go and destroy lives and property. No. <laughs> the ministry of angels is a positive ministry. That is why I taught us, I said, fear paralyzes their ministry. That's why angels will say, fear not. The phone of the person is, is fear. Ah, calm down, calm down, calm down. Fear not. And I think I'm going to address this next week. In, in, not next week, in our next, in our next uh, session. A lot of people have this conception of angels that angels have wings. Where, where, where? Where, where in the scripture did you people see that? They are flying. Do they do people in the spirits need wings to fly? Do spiritual brains need wings to fly? 
<laughs> okay. We'll address that. Not not we we'll address that in our next session. I just it just I just remember that now and I'm like <laughs> did do do Richard be did Jesus when he came on the resurrection money need wings to be appearing and disappearing? What's ah? Why are you surprised? Your theology has been shattered. <laughs> because all you think is room, 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 room. Inje Barbara. <laughs> I remember the, I saw something on Twitter. Was it not two weeks ago? They now did one mysterious bean. The person said, they will put one in the video, they said, this is Angel. I said, did you see that thing? <laughs> this is angel. <laughs> I said, nobody responded. I said, that's your own angel. This can't be the angel that God created. <laughs> so this description, they say, they, say the, they put the angel, they say the, the angel has like 10 eyes. The, the description, that can't be angel. <laughs> they, they just, this was very mysterious. So I said, ah, this can't, this can't be the beast that God created. <laughs> anyway, we are just that, that wings issue. Let's, the next session. Put your anticipate. Like I said, I'm just giving you 0.5% in this series. <laughs> Look at that, you're even shocked. So you see, you cannot bear many things yet. <laughs> I just even gave you a teaser. You were all of you are saying, yeah, wow. <laughs> so, you see, you cannot bear many things yet. So that your head does not blow. <laughs> You're like, wow, what is... <laughs> so, so that your head does not blow. So I'll give you what you can take. We'll look at more later. <laughs> okay. So we must see the ministry of angels, like I said, from a positive possession, from a positive side. So in, that's why angels, when they come to us, they say, fear not. Why? Because, number one, they have the appearance that you can be scared of, too. And I'm going to explain to us next week where they derive their power from. So, is it? Hmm. Where does it go? I'm going to, in the next session, I'm going to explain to us where they derive their power from. Because your own power is from the resurrection. Hope you know. The power that is at work he is from the resurrection money. Where did they not get? Because Jesus did not die for them. So where did they get their power from? Uh, <laughs> we'll look at that. Okay. So sin consciousness is the root of fear. Sin consciousness produces fear. And it paralyzes the ministry of angels. When you are sin conscious, when you are uh, scared, it paralyzes the ministry of angels. That is why, you know, you see, this thing about fear, just like some people too, they will, when they want to travel, they will pray, whatever blood-sucking demons waiting for me on the road, I paralyze you by the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my journey. I plead, if, see, I, I believe that if people are using the blood, Africans will have, Af if the blood was really thin, if the blood was really a real blood, do the way Africans have plead that blood, the blood would have finished by now. In fact, it would not have reached, it would not have been available in 2023. It would have been done long. Because do you know how many people are pleading blood? 
as you want to go, as you are stepping out, I plead the blood of Jesus over my work. In these days, I plead, in this exam, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over. <laughs> you are writing rubbish, you are writing zero. I plead the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, blood of Jesus. I plead. <laughs> the blood, and that's sin consciousness. A lot of people are just sin conscious. See, in fact, they will even plead the blood of Jesus over the driver. Some people will pray and say, Lord, take over this will itself. Do you know the meaning of that prayer? If you want to go, do you want to die? If God takes over your will, it means you are done now. <laughs> you better let the driver drive. Say, Lord, take the steering. No, I want to take the steering. If the Lord takes the steering, that will be resurrection money. <laughs> that means I will be in the... <laughs> Lord, take over the driver now. Take it over. Drive the car yourself. Lead us. Just drive it. I mean, that prayer is good though, in the right context. But some people pray that prayer in a sin conscious mentality. <laughs> I see a lot of people's prayer are induced by fear. And the angels are just like. <laughs> What are we going to do like this? You are not giving us work to do. So these readers are so induced by fear and it paralyzes their ministry because where there is fear, there is no faith. Where there is fear, there is no faith. Faith comes from his love for you. So you will always see the ministry of angels work for you when you are in faith. So you see that you have to kill fear, right? Fear of even the unknown. A lot of people are scared of the unknown. Look at 2 Kings 6. When trouble came for them. Let's go to 2 Kings 6. Second Kings 6. When the when the son when um look at uh look at when the Syriac people came to kill Elisha, they wanted to come and Trouble Elisha and all of those things. And uh, it says in verse, look at it, let's see for verse 20. Or oh, I'm looking for where to start here. Uh, look at it in verse 14. It says, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and I compassed the city about. Look at what it says in verse 16. Look at in verse 15. Look at verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, what happened? It says, Behold, and also encompassed the city, both with the horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Hey, master, what shall we do? Eh? People are going to kill us. We are already surrounded. All the whole house. Everybody, they want to burn it down. And the other side, I said, Fear not. For they that are with us are more than they that are with them. Look at what it last says in verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Ah, yeah. Look at the confidence that Elisha was talking with. So open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, a mountain full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. And when he had, and when they had come down to him, Elisha prayed that the Lord said, smite him and pray with blindness and all of those things. And it happened that he was. So they saw issues. 
it's like saying you come out now and as you open the door, you don't saw you don't saw people shooting around you. Ah, you just run inside. Master, alas, death has come for us. I told you, Master, to be calm. <laughs> but you kept looking for trouble, Elisha. He said, shut up. Shut up. Say not. Uh, I can't, uh, you know, Elijah, Elijah and Elijah have, have two sides of it because they are very authoritative. Say not. You know, Elijah, Elijah was one person that went to the widow Zarephath and said, give me the food to eat. But he said, this is the last food that me and my son will eat and die. He said, give me. <laughs> Those kind of people are, are mysterious. You know, and they just said, fear not. And because what does fear do? Fear makes you focus on yourself. But when you look at Jesus, fear, fear disappears. He says, fear not. Speak the word. And, and so when you look at Jesus, when fear comes, ensure you speak God's word. Be like Caleb and Joshua. Who said that? Who said, I know who I am and who I am. You know, they sent spies to them and said, they said ah, we see them as grasshoppers in their side. And they said, we cannot take this down. And Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb said, no, this one is possible. They went there and said, eh? We are like grasshoppers. <laughs> they said them all, they said that to spy, they said, ah. <laughs> we are like grasshoppers, so we can't. We can't, let's not try it. Let's just go back home gently. And then I said, no. <laughs> so you see, we, we, we have to deal with fear. So angel minister deliverance, like I said, they deliver us, that is, when they say deliver us, that is, they keep us from evil. Psalm 91, I explained that to us, they keep us from evil. So angel minister deliverance for us, they keep us from evil. They keep us from evil. Are you getting what I'm saying? So evil that is coming before us, is this, I like the way Psalm 91 says this. He says, only with your eyes will you look and see the reward of the wicked. So you just say, that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> they fought it for you. They minister deliverance for us. And let me tell you something. Prayer releases their ministry. Prayer releases the ministry of angels, but not every prayer. That's why you should not pray stupid prayers. Oh Lord, Lord, paralyze the, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, what every enemy from my from the village. Demons are actually happy with that kind of way. I'm not joking. They like it. They're like, at least <laughs> this is their realm. <laughs> Pray the right kind of prayer. Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever you say. It says, if you say to this mountain, be that move, and you shall not doubt it, you shall have whatsoever you say. So prayer makes the ministry of angels active. James 5, 16, Elijah was a man of light passion, and he prayed earnestly that it will not rain. And the earth gave forth not his rain. You know? And that's why you must also pray from the point of conscious of the point of righteousness, consciousness. Because he says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, it became sin for us. He knew no sins that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You pray from a point of righteousness, not from a place of defeat. 
So angels demonstrate the power of God for us. So if we stand, if we pray in our right standing with God, we make the ministry of angels available. When we pray in our right standing, in our right position, knowing who we are, whose we are, the place, what we can do in Christ, and we pray the right, imagine we are praying in tongues. We are speaking God's word as touching a situation. We are, we, are, we are praying the prayer of faith. We are releasing the ministry of angels to work. And they work everywhere. They work in your job. They work everywhere. They work, you know, they work, they are always working. As soon as you are praying the right thing, you are speaking the right words, they can silence things for you, prevent things for you. They want to fire you, they will switch your position, switch your job, switch, switch your fire. They, they, they are always working. So don't give in to fear. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't give in to fear. James 5 verse 16, that amplified version, it says, The effectual perfect prayer of the righteous availeth man is tremendous in his working. I like that, that version, that, the way that version explains it. See, he's tremendous in his working. So that's why Jesus, so you say, you know, so you see, you know, you can, you can always say, thank you, Lord, because angels are on my way all the time. You know, instead of, instead of saying, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus on that road. How about, Lord, I know, as I'm driving now, the ministry of angels are walking on the way. Thank you, Lord, because as I'm driving, I'm prevented from accident. The ministry of angels are doing their activities securing things from me, you know, things like that. Always acknowledge what he has done in Christ. Always acknowledge what he has done in Christ. Matthew 26, verse 53. It says, don't you think I will pray the Father and he will give me legions of angels. Legions of angels. You know, that, that, kind of, that kind of legion is too much. Over, it's like say over and beyond. Upa Balu, he went beyond target. <laughs> like say, just, just because of the position, you want to do over and beyond. And that word pray there means I will make a legitimate demand. Why? Because it is your right. Angels belong to me in Christ. How about that for you? How about that for you? Angels belong to me in Christ. Angels belong to me in Christ. They minister for you. The minister for me, the minister for you. So you must have a sonship consciousness. A sonship consciousness. Look at Job. Job was very fearful. It may be. He kept saying, it may be. And he really bid for him. <laughs> it may be that this person has seen. It may be that this person has seen. It may be. And he kept, that's a sin consciousness. He was very presumptuous. He lived in fear. He was very presumptuous. He lived in fear. And the Bible made us to understand that. He, he said it in the sense, all I have greatly feared has come upon me. He says, all I greatly feared has come upon me. Why? Because he lived in fear. Fear is very terrible. So you've got to walk by faith. Because how was Job doing his life? Job was worshipping God. Job was worshipping circumstances more. It may be assuming things. So you've got to worship God by faith. You've got to act on the word. So why not say what he has said? Why not say what he has said in the world? Angels belong to me in Christ. I have the ministry of angels working for me all the time. 
as I preach and teach, angels are orchestrating me my way. Things are moving in my direction all the time. I about, I about, I about using your words all the time. As I'm moving, as I'm traveling, as I'm journeying, as I'm going in my way, angels are there preventing me from every accident. I, angels belong to me all the time. Even in my job place, angels are okay. The ministry of angels are okay, shaving things on my behalf. So, say the word. Feed your thoughts with the word. Feed your thoughts with the word of God. Many people die out of fear. Many people die out of fear. Just like that, Numbers 13, verse 33. Numbers 33. Say, ah, we see them as grasshoppers. So. They were so, and they were scared. All of them were scared. And they said, we see them. But in Numbers 14, look at it, Numbers 14, verse 28. Look at what they said in Numbers 14, verse 28. Look at what the Lord said in Numbers 14, verse 28. It says that. Say unto them, as truly as I live, as he has spoken in my ears, so will I do. So you must speak the right words. He said, as truly as you have spoken in my ears. So if they spoke that is grasshoppers, that's what we have. He said, as truly as you have spoken to my ears, so will I do to you. So angels act on the word of God. Angels act on the word of God. Angels act on the word of God. Fear will not, fear will make you murmur and be in a hurry. Psalm 103, verse 1, Psalm 103, it says, the, 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 look at it, Psalm 103, we've always been looking at it in this series. Psalm 103, are you seeing the ministry of angels? Now, somebody will ask me, what of guardian angel, that one particular angel, the scripture did not give us that kind of description. Are you seeing it? The scripture, they told, they told us we have need the memorable company of angels working for us. There is no one. It's, we have beings surrounded. We are surrounded with the host. In fact, if you want to see, you see Hebrews, Hebrews 12 verse 1. We are surrounded with clouds of witnesses. So it's not one. It can't be one. So that guardian angel thing, I don't know where that thing came from. Where one particular angel, don't follow you all around. Is a host of heaven with you. The host of heaven are here. Even in church service like this, the host of heaven are here. Hallelujah. Because man is also the university of angels. Look at that Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Mm. Verse 20. Bless the Lord ye his angels that excel in strength and do his commandment, hearkening to the voice of his word. So angels act on the word. Angels act on God's word. So that's why you should not be fearful. They have, that's why you speak the right words. Are you seeing it? Speak the right words. Say the right thing. Be a man of faith. Speak the right words. They act on words. Another thing that the angel does to you is that they minister direction for you. They minister direction to you. And I want you to pay attention very quickly. They minister direction. They talk to you. Pay very good. If you've been sleeping before, sleep now. <laughs> they minister direction. They talk to you. God uses angels to talk to you. If you look around the story of the incarnation, the, the, the activity was very present. Look at in Luke 1 verse 13. Luke 1 verse 13. 
So when you see an angel, angel minister to you. Look at Luke 1 verse 13. It says, And the angel of the Lord said, to Zac- said unto him, Fear not, Zachariah, for thy prayer is heard. And Elizabeth shall bear his son, thou shalt call his name John. They minister direction. You know, they, they gave him something to do, right? Because the Lord sends them on those kind of errands. We're going to look at this in the next session. You see, in, you see in also in verse 26, it says, And the sixth month, the angel of Gabriel was sent, was sent from God, you see that, into a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man named Joseph. And it says, David and the virgin, and he said, and the, virgin, and the angel came unto her in verse 20 and said, Hey, oh, that highly favored. And blessed, uh, uh, thou highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among all women, among women. Why does it say all women? Because see, that's how they say, better than among all women. Uh, and, when, and when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying and cast her mind in the manner of salutations, this be. Uh, what's the, what is this greeting? And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor in thy sound. Now, so look at verse 34, very key. And said Mary to the angel, How shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? So look at something I want you to understand. God uses angels to talk to you. He give he sends message. The minister that is all. so many times you can see an angel tell you, okay, this is what I want you to do in the ministry. This is this direction to take as touching this. God see, God sends them to speak to you. Are you saying that? Now, angels kept talking. To the characters involved around the incarnation. They spoke to Joseph, they spoke to Mary, they just kept talking to all the characters involved. Those John the Baptist parents. They, you see, the, the angels talk to people. Angels talk to people. That's why they will speak in a language you understand. There's nothing called language of angels. Ton, that's why those stupid people will say, tons of angels, kadosh, kadosh. What's that? They spoke to Mary in the way that Mary will understand. So there is no special language. If it is Yoruba, you understand. The angel will speak to you Yoruba. <laughs> if, it is, if it is Spanish, you understand. The angel will speak to you and say, Adios, amigos, hasta la vista, lozo, zozo. Whatever. If it is French, je m'appelle, je <laughs> if it is Ibu, Abubaka, Abubaka, Idi Amaka, Shi Amaka, Shinekenemu, Ugu. The angel will be, the angel will just even say, Idi Amaka. She's there. The angel will obviously say, Idi Amaka, are you working? <laughs> I told her I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, they would say, hey, Abumaka, Zuzu, hey. Yeah. The angel goes, you know, Ibo is always with yeah. He says, yo, yeah. The angel will say, yeah, too. How do you say, do your yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so he just will have to say, Yeah. That's what he wants to say. You're going to give birth to his son. 
I'm Maka, you, hey boy. Oh, be, oh, she ne do, yeah. If it is uh, Spanish, Hadios, Amigos, uh, Gracias, Hasta la Vista, you will speak in the language you understand because they minister to you. Are you seeing me? They don't minister, they don't, there's no heavenly language. Don't say, Hallelujah is an heavenly language. And we are using it here on it. Hallelujah <laughs> is an heavenly language. And we are singing it, and we are using the word here on it. <laughs> so he just talk to people. Angels talk to you, and they will speak in the language you understand. That thing they say, tongues of angels. It doesn't mean there's one mysterious language that angels see. It was just an allusion. It's just like a description. I say, if you don't walk in love, that's First Corinthians 13, and you speak in tongues like angels. So I say, you you get it. It's not talking about you have a tongue of angel. There's nothing called tongues of angels. Say, somebody told me one time. Say, I think I watched a video one time. Somebody, the preacher was saying. There was a day I was speaking in tongues and my tongue switched to tongues of angels. I said, how do you know it's a tongue of angels? Ah, who was that? He said, so I was just saying, cross, <laughs> So angels talk. They interact. They want to have a conversation. So when you see them, they want to talk. And now I want you to pay attention. Now, why, why I want you to pay attention to this is because other beings also impersonate angels. Other stupid devilish beings. They also impersonate angels and come and talk. That is why you can ask angel questions. Mary asked the question. She said, how can this be? You know, it doesn't, what the angel was saying doesn't make sense. Imagine coming to a woman who doesn't know a man and say we have a child. Mary asked and said, how can this be, seeing that I know not a man? The angel said, and answered and said unto her. The angel responded. So you can have interactions. Are you seeing me? So that means you can be, you can bump into an angel and you can have a conversation. Both in the spirit and physically. Are you seeing it? You can. It's just like Peter. Peter saw a dream. Say, arise, kill. And he said, no, I will not. <laughs> it's Peter for me. No, I will not call what God has called. Me. He said, kill and eat. He said, no, what, what God has called for clean, I will not kill. <laughs> he had interactions. He said, no. He knew the word. He said, I was like, no, I know the word. It's to the Jews alone. <laughs> so he says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Hallelujah. That was, that was a conversation. So all that busy impersonating angels. Now watch. That's why you ask questions. You can interrogate angels. Why? Why can you interrogate? You, you have authority. Now you know you interrogate them in the place of when you see them and you do, you know you interrogate them in the place of he, he, I'm talking to EJ. Wow. Oh my God! Gee, 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 EJ, is that you for me? Let me touch you, let me touch you though. We can interrogate because we have authority over them. 
it's like say you it's like say let's take it back to white house now your, your, if if the president was to you say what did you cook you know say eat it why did they tell the president just eat it like that ah uh -huh. <laughs> that's fire <laughs> straight fire <laughs> the, 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 let's say the chef comes to the president and say this is the food I'm eating. And you know the wall is covered the thing with one round thing like that. Uh, eat it. What's this? Maybe the president, what's this? Manna, eat it. <laughs> Just eat. There's nothing like that. You can interrogate them. Are you seeing it? Why? You have authority. You can ask them questions. You have authority over them. Now, so when other, because why, why did I say that? Other beings can come. It is from their words you will know. Other beings can Just like I told you that story of Pastor Richard, I mean, where a being came to her and was speaking to her, and she was like, ah, nah, this is not the word of God. So it is from there you can understand and say, no, this one is not speaking the word. Get out in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible made us understand that we appear as angel of light, a lot of people, even preachers, on the pulpit. And that is why and I'm coming to it. I'm coming to that very well. I'm coming to that very soon. Why can you interrogate them? You have authority over them and they are not as intelligent as you think. <laughs> they are not as intelligent as you think. They are not even as intelligent as the least believer. When I say least believer, the believer who just got born again today. So at times we have to put them through what God Put them through what God has said or what God is doing. So that you have to tell them, okay, no, this is exactly how it's supposed to be. <laughs> so I say, really? Yeah. Just like Daniel. Daniel prayed and he had to tell an angel. As he prayed, he saw that his, his answer, he answer to his prayer was in that. And he had to look for another angel to come and fight the, the angel. So he had to, it was like a double walk in Daniel's prayer. So angels do interact. So the angel was, so Daniel prayed, and as he prayed, he saw that, ah, okay, the king of Asher has withstood his eyes. So he had to tell the angel to fight that person or request for help to deal with that issue. So you can put them through what to do. I said, no, this is how I should to go about it. I said, really? But you, you guys, you say, wow, yeah, okay, 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 okay. No. Interrogate them. Ask questions. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm teaching you because you are going to, you are, you are, you are already seeing things. I know. Some of you are already seeing beings. When teachers like this come, it just opens your eyes. That's all. That's what it does. And you bump into things and you are well aware of what to do. So you will not be dealing with familiar spirit all in the name of angel. So he corrects you. So you're not going to see anything that looks like white. And I say, hmm. Wow. Do you know which, which whiteness this one is? <laughs> White is just simply white. <laughs> devil coming. If devil come as black, he will, that's announcing his presence. He will, you will cast him out. So he will not come that way. He will come as really white and glistered to your face. Are you seeing it? So you are, it is from their words. You will know. Are you seeing it? So they don't, all of you that have a description say they are black. Who told you? Who told you that demons are black? What, made, what, what color made them black? Who colored them black? Eh? 
Empire made them black. Are they in the empire? <laughs> Who colored them black? It's just your perception now. You don't feel like white for Jesus, black for them. <laughs> your perception. Were they not also ministry spirit before good angels? Do you think they, they only, the only thing is that they have only been marked for destruction. So if the people want to appear to you, they will appear white. If that's the color they really appears. I mean, now everybody says they appear as white and glistering and all of those things, which is fine. But if demons want to come to you or the devil wants to come to you, it's not going to come with two ones. It's going to come as that glistering thing too. Are you seeing it? But it's from the words you will know. You will be able to distinguish. Imagine you say, put your hand in fire. That's why some people, you, you see, there, there are so many stories of people relating with familiar spirits. There are people that, they will just be writing things in their diary because they've entertained, entertained familiar spirits. They will be speaking to them, telling them, you know, do this, do that. And when you not challenge those things, they will be very angry. They're telling you, you know, and the thing will be misleading their lives. But why? Because they don't know the word. That's why you, angels still needs to be schooled on God's word. Ephesians 3 verse 10, principally to the internet, which principalities are power. We teach them. First Peter have showed you in this series, we teach them so you can question them. Are you getting what I'm saying? They don't know much. Their intelligence is not as great. So you can even put them through. So let's say they share an instruction with you. You can tell them, oh, I know what God is saying. This is how you should have said it. <laughs> their intelligence is not as great. They are just servants. Like say, this is what I want you to go and say. Oh yeah, go and deliver. This is what they say I should tell you. This is it too. Are you seeing it? That is it. So their intelligence is not as great as you think. That's why you can you. That's why you can ask questions. We educate angels. We teach them God's word. As we are studying God's word now, they are taking note. They are like, oh wow, my education, is, my intelligence is not great. They took note. <laughs> that's their state. Is man who is knowledgeable? Man is knowledgeable. Man is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Man is knowledgeable. Man, man is, ah. So if you come out of a dream confused and you see an angel talking to you and telling you this, that, 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 it's just showing you that you, self, you are not knowledgeable. It's showing your spiritual state. Let's say you dream, you see yourself talking to a being and you're just confused, I don't know what to do. It shows you are not knowledgeable. That's why you need a local church. It shows you your spiritual state. Hebrews 13. He told us we should not, we should not be careful to entertain ourselves. Some of us entertain angels, angels on our way. We must always entertain angels. And listen to this. Angels do not teach doctrine. No. I hear what I'm saying. Any preacher, any teacher you hear, I say, I was just, I was just in my bedroom yesterday and the angel of the Lord came to tell me this. And he taught me. Just switch the TV off. He wants to mislead you. They don't know, angels don't know scripture. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? They are, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me best describe them. Let me, let, me, let me be at best be able to describe them. Don't take my, my description as authority. They are like a programmed being. 
very programmed, like conditioned to work. So they don't know. So when you see somebody teach you and say, angel of God was teaching me this, he's a demon. They don't know the word. You cannot allow angel to teach you God's word. They don't say, ha, I was just having an encounter with angel and he was just showing me the Bible. You should be showing him the Bible. Paul said, Galatians 1, if me or an angel teach you any other thing other than that which we have taught, let him be accursed. Go there, Galatians 1 verse 6. He said, let him be accursed. So, you cannot learn any doctrine from angel. If you, say, if you see a preacher tell you, I sat down in the night and the angel of the rock just came to me and was just teaching me and showing me the scripture, calling my attention to the scripture. Run, no. What did I say? Run. It's about, to, it's about to give you one chance, deceive you. Look at it. Look at this, verse 6. I marvel not that you are so, so removed to, from me that has called you into the grace of God and troubled you into another gospel. Which is not another, you say. Look at the verse 8. But though we are an angel from heaven, look at how Paul said, he said, even we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you, other than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. Ah. Angels don't, so, so, angels do not teach doctrine, you know. People, see, according to church history, like I told you, I'm a student of history, I can tell you where a lot of all these great preachers missed it when they started having encounters with angels teaching them God's word. They just changed their entire doctrine and started teaching rubbish. They started teaching heresies. Many of those heresies today that we see came from stuff, stuff like that. They say, but an angel taught me. I was just having an encounter. And because angels revealed, as I'm, as I'm teaching you these things, all of you start having encounters. You start seeing things. You start having revelations. You start having visions. You can be lost in a trance for hours. And you just be with ministering spirits. I'm teaching you this so that you can understand your place. You can't allow your servant be teaching you God's word. I hear you know what I'm saying. According to church history, in the history of the church world, where a lot of preachers got it wrong was when they entertained angels, teaching them God's word. They just veered into heresy. So that is why the place where the believer receives revelation must be the local church. It must be the local church. That's why you must be careful the kind of things and teachings you accept into your life. God's wisdom is the local church. That is where you are taught, you are grounded. It's the pillar of truth where you are taught, you are grounded. You, you, things are well explained to you. Somebody wants to say, don't manipulate me with danger taught me this. Don't, don't try it for me. It's too, don't even dare it. If you cannot let's look at scripture line upon line, precept upon precept, context posted, if you cannot let us look at it, don't come and manipulate me with your spiritism and say, eh, angel taught me this. Angels don't teach. We teach angels. Look at in 1 Peter 1, 10, 11, 12, 13. It says, which things the angels desire to look upon. They are even desiring to learn what is, what is about salvation. So people that are desiring to learn what is about salvation will not be teaching you the God's word. It says in Ephesians 3, it says to the eater that which the principalities are part, we school them. Man is the university of angels. So angels don't have a teaching ministry. Hope you hear. So when you see angels, when you see all of these things, don't think, oh yeah, time for learning. No, they don't have a teaching ministry. Are you seeing it? 
Okay. So look at another thing that would probably close on this session. Are you are you blessed? Is this blessing? Acts 12 verse 4. Look at the Acts 12 verse 4. Angels rescue. They come to your rescue. They don't kill. We'll look at all these killing issues in the next session. Because you, somebody will ask me, what, what about the Old Testament? We'll look at that in the next session. Look at in Hebrews 12. And like I, I think I've told you, and I taught you in this, is how to receive their ministry, right? That even though you pray, you still have a part to play. The church prayed for Peter in Acts 12. Peter had to receive his, their ministry, right? Peter had to receive the ministry. So they don't kill. They rescue people. Angel rescues. Because they are ministering spirit of God, not of the devil. It's the ones of the devil that want to kill. Are you getting what I'm saying? They rescue people from destruction. Rescue people from fall. Rescue people from problems. Rescue people from everything. They don't kill. Look at it in Revelation 19 verse 10. Revelation 19 verse 10. I think this is blessing you, right? Revelation 19, verse 10. He says, And he fell at his feet to worship him. I said, See that, see that, uh, see that, that, um, see that, that thou do it not, because you don't worship angels, right? For that, my fellow, that, that I am thy fellow servant, the brethren, and the testimony of Jesus, and all of those things. Then in verse the level says, I saw the heaven open at the White House and it sat upon the faithful, true, righteous, as though he made war. It's verse 12. That says, His eyes were flames of fire. And um, I just know where I'm looking for. I'll, I'll probably figure, figure out where I'm looking for. So they don't kill. And you also have to be in. Co- it's those that are in the cooperation with the devil that, that kills. In Acts 16, look at in Acts 16. Um, when they, when Peter and Sil- when Peter and uh, Paul and Silas prayed, they sang, and um, they ministered. Right? They they prayed, they sang, and the Bible says the 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 prison door was broken. Right? And the chains of the the chains was also broken. You know, the next thing that happened was one of the jailer wanted to kill himself. Right? Because of that, he, uh, Paul quickly stopped him and said, No, 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 no. Because that's what the spirit of God does. It's not after death. When the when the prison door opened, did the, the, the earthquake kill anybody? Did the earthquake that happen? And the suddenly of the earthquake did it happen? Just like when Peter too, when Peter was rescued in the prison, did anybody did any of the soldiers die? They just rescue Peter Rabbi. Uh, so that's what they do. So in their rescue, a lot of people like to see them as destruction, destruction, destruction. The people don't really have to die. Now you get what I'm saying. You can be rescued with no death. It's just like all those, all those instances. Just like even Jesus, when Jesus was going to the cross, and Jesus said, and those people will see, Jesus only died, but the others did not die. The people that took him to the cross did not die. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why today say, don't you think I have religious of it? When, when they cut off the ear of somebody. Are you seeing it? So don't cooperate with the devil to kill people. <laughs> stop doing, stop doing that. So angels don't destroy, they rescue people. You see in Acts 27, as I begin to close, because I want you to be sensitive to 
supernatural beings. I really want you to be very sensitive. Look at that 27. I want you to be sensitive to um, supernatural beings. Look at that 27. Let's see. Let's see from verse 22. He says, And I exhort you to be of good cheer, for no life shall be lost. This was them, they were sailing. Play for me, I close. This was them, they were sailing, and they were having, they were, they were sailing, and they were having that, uh, what they call it, um, issues, turmoils, and all of those things, or shipwreck, or something. And he says, I exhort you, therefore, there shall be no life that is lost. Hold on. Uh, there shall be no light that was lost, and among you, but of this sheep. Look at what it now says in verse 23. For there stood by me, stay there now. For there stood by me the night, the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying to me, Fear not, and all of those things. And why? The angel of the Lord told him that, see, there is no light that will be lost here. So it doesn't mean that they will rescue just Paul and everybody will die. Are you seeing it? Angels rescue. People don't really have to be there. And you, 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 it's just like what I, what I said that angels don't have wings to fly. Wait, wait. <laughs> All those angels have wings. They have wings. In the, super, in the supernatural realms, do you really need wings? Can't you appear and disappear without wings? So, all of us have actually. So, you know what? We've had the conception of seeing them with. So that means I'm I'm correcting your mind so that you can have a proper encounter with God's word. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the scripture, when they were being described, were they described as people with wings? When they say the angel of the Lord came to Angel Gabriel came to me, did they say he was coming with wings? <laughs> so where did we get the notion from that angels are flying <laughs> like the arrow of the day? there's any description we have it, it, that would be in Jacob it says, you see them ascending and descending so where are they so that means they can bump you can bump into them as beings supernatural beings right so and I want you to be very sensitive to angelic uh, angelic beings I believe if, I believe with the kind of work they do if they have wings they might even be disturbing them the kind of things they lift kind of <laughs> We'll look at that later, not in this series. We'll look at that wings issue later. We're probably talking about their bodies. Maybe the components of their How about that? Not in this series. But we'll look at maybe what's the makeup of their bodies. What, what the description describe their bodies as. And um, Because you can engage anything that is celestial. Celestial bodies you can. Because you are a man. You are a man under authority, right? And you can bump into angels you can have interactions right angels don't teach doctrine and um they don't kill they don't destroy why because we are in zion and their ministry is very positive their ministry is of god and it will have the semblance and the character of god so what happens that it seems like there are seemingly contradictions of what they did in the old testament 
believe that's something we'll have to look at in the next session and we trust God for light. Did that bless you? Just lift your hands and just bless the name of the Lord. Thank Him for the ministry of angels. Thank Him. Give Him the praise. Honor Him this evening, this afternoon and thank Him. That they belong to you. You, you respond to their words. Thank you, Lord. We we'll give you the praise. Amen. Praise.